0: Hello, my name is Stephen Morris and welcome to Songs in the Key of, a podcast about songs. These might be old songs, new songs or middle-aged songs, anything that takes my fancy really. Sometimes these shows will be themed around an idea, a person, a genre or some other concept. Other times, they will simply reflect my latest obsessions, my new favourite bands, those songs I can't get out of my head. So, let's get on with it. And to start off with, fancy a cuppa? My love for tea approaches something along the lines of evangelical proportions. So it was almost inevitable that I'd decide to include a song about the drink in one of these episodes. The song, of course, is Have a Cup of Tea by the Kinks. The Kinks were famous for their celebration of the most English of Englishy things, village greens, waterloo sunsets, and tobacco-related cockney rhyming slang, which, which generally made it difficult for them to find their domestic success replicated in the US. For all the twangy country and western flourishes and saloon-bar honky-tonk piano on this song, found, lest we forget, on an album with the splendidly portmanteau title of The Muswell Hillbillies, it remains a resolutely English tune, not only in its celebration of a national obsession, but also through its tongue-in-cheek vocabulary, sending up the instinctive resorting of all English people everywhere to address any problem, big or small, by putting the kettle on. It's a magnificent piece of observation, of wit and whimsy, and with a tune boasting five-star accommodation for only the most discerning of earworms, You'll be guaranteed to be singing it to yourself for the rest of the day. Granny's always raving random
1: and she's always puffing and
0: pelting, and
1: she's
2: always screaming and shouting,
1: and she's always.
0: In 1998, a band from New York called First slide released an album called Adventure. Despite it being rather good, the following year the band broke up. And that was that. Not even the appearance of a song from the album on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer the album compilation could save them, it would seem. Hawaii, from that lone album, is a beautifully lingering tune full of rich strings and soaring vocals. It lives in the liminal world between nighttime and morning, with a singer glorying in peace and quiet while craving excitement and the adventure of the album's title. The song documents the sensation of looking for that fine, fine line between contentment and the troubled mind of genius, of longing for the familiar while enjoying the thrill of newness and the unusual. It is in short a song about self-discovery, reflecting a youthful desire to have all the things all at once, and believing you might just be able to get them. It goes something a bit like this.
2: I love to
0: We've heard a song from Elbow's debut album before on these podcasts, back on the Songs in the Key of 2001 episode. That time round, I plumped for Powder Blue, a tender, warts and all portrait of a couple trying to drag each other away from the precipice of addiction. Scattered Black and Whites is a completely different song, though just as delicate and just as beautiful. It's an utterly, utterly gorgeous way for the band to close their first long-player outing. The scattered black and whites in question are collections of photos, spread out across the floor which our hero is shuffling through, happy memories triggered by the sight of family members possibly long gone. In a series of single lines, Guy Garvey's vocals paint intimate portraits of the halcyon days of being a loved child, of the thrill of climbing trees and the delight a mother takes in seeing her son so happy, of some male figure, father or grandfather maybe, reveling in the boy's enjoyment of his old war stories, of the hustle and bustle of an elder sister also loved, preparing for a night out and her family being excited for her. I've occasionally talked on here about mental health and I've spoken in broad terms about my own difficulties and how I often see a counsellor. If you see a counsellor too, depending on the type of therapy they offer, you may have come across the idea of attachment theory, where people may have anxious, avoidant, disorganised, or in the ideal case, secure attachments rooted in childhood experiences. The idea is that how we react to people, friends, families, romantic partners as adults is reflective of the way we learn to adapt and survive as children. If we had to learn to defend ourselves from getting emotionally hurt by untrustworthy adults as children, we may end up acting like that as adults when the circumstances are actually completely different. In the case of this song, this gorgeous scattered black and whites, the childhood described feels so much like a description of being securely attached. There's a line in there about, I come back here from time to time, I shelter here some days. It's a reflection It's a reflection of what it would be great for us all to be able to do, to summon up that warm feeling of being so loved and so considered in times of difficulty to help us move on. The tune shimmers with rolling guitar ostinatos and staggered falling patterns on the piano. Garvey's delivery, all slurred and soaring, completes the magic. It's delicate, understated and delicious. Their breakout tune, One Day Like This from three albums later, may continue to get the crowds going at Glastonbury. But for me, it's songs like this that prove there's more to that phrase, I preferred their early stuff than just snobby dismissiveness this is where the true gold lies this then is scattered black and white
2: been climbing trees I've skinned my knees my hands are black the sun is going down she Scrubs my hair in the kitchen steam, she's listening to the dream I weave today. Sister buzzes through the room Leaving a perfume in the air And that's what triggered this
0: Every now and then on these podcasts, I will dip into something from the world of classical music in a potentially futile attempt to present myself as a renaissance man, as able to enjoy and discuss the works of Ludwig van Beethoven, as I am Camper van Beethoven. This episode represents one of those forays because I'm about to play you the second movement from Michael Nyman's String Quartet Number 2. Michael Nyman is one of those composers whose work has existed somewhere on the outskirts of my awareness for many years, mainly thanks to the fact that the Divine Comedy went through a spell of covering some of his works as B-sides around the time of the Fender Sierkler album, Chasing Sheep is Best Left to Shepherds from the soundtrack to The Draftsman's Contract, Miranda, and Knowing the Ropes. There's a distinctive urgency to the strings on Michael Nyman's work. If you thought the tune to The Piano, possibly his most famous piece, had a relentless intensity to it, just add strings and it gets so much more heightened. The shower scene from Psycho has nothing on this. Nowhere is this more obvious than on the second movement of Nyman's second string quartet, where the strings positively screech at you, stabbing a furious minimalist exchange between themselves, all angular and rather unsettling. There's something of the Countdown theme tune about the driving rhythms, the hurtling towards some foreboding climax. The only difference here being that if Channel 4 did use Michael Nyman's music to soundtrack their contestants' desperate search for a nine-letter word, I suspect most of them would come away so traumatised by the musical assault that each episode would result in a nil-nil draw. It's a spectacular piece of intertwined, an intense composition, and it goes almost exactly like this.
2: Okay. 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 Okay.
0: Tell you that there was a song called Home by an Irish singer songwriter. I would happily forgive you if you assumed that it would be a lovely, snug sounding tune about creature comforts, of shutting out the world around you and feeling the warm welcome of familiarity. The people, your people, there happily waiting for your return. Things, your things, arranged around the place just as you like them. So I should probably warn you now that Home by Lisa Hannigan from her excellent 2011 album Passenger is nothing of the kind. For Hannigan, in this song, home is a million miles away and will soon be further than that, with no chance of return. It's a distant place and between there and here she has picked up battle scars, been crushed and faced every kind of struggle. Over a rich orchestration of strings and horns and a piano beating out heavy triple-time chords, Lisa Hannigan's voice cuts through with the determination of Ernest Shackleton, John Hanning Speak, and Neil Armstrong all rolled into one. Though there's no indication in the lyrics of where she's headed, you know enough. There's no going back. She needs to keep going forward, no matter how alluring the memory of home may be. You can hear the pain, the loss of innocence, the lessons learned in her voice as it soars over the landscape of the pounding umcha, umcha rhythms beneath. It is gorgeous.
2: Oh,
1: so far from
0: certain bands or artists come to my attention for the first time, I will sometimes sit there, open-mouthed, wondering how on earth it is that I've not heard from them before. Harper Simon is a case in point particularly as, and his surname really should have been a massive clue here, he is the son of that bloke who is still kicking himself because he wasn't the one who wrote out Garfunkel's hit Bright Eyes. Harper Simon's song, Wishes and Stars, is sumptuously, gorgeously, deliciously brilliant. And there are obvious traits of his father's DNA in it, but even still, that doesn't stop it from being a beautiful, beautiful work of art. It is, to be honest, quite a maudlin kind of a song. Very introspective and very sorry for itself. Without any let-up in the lyrics, Simon Jr., lists a load of characteristics, attributes, and achievements of other people that the narrator feels he lacks. Every guest so pleased with themselves, they're brimming with success. Their whole life's been blessed, but it don't matter. He dismisses himself as being a fool, as simple as a bee, as a melody in C, and in other hands this self-pitying navel-gazing could grate, What lifts it, though, is that music, that intricate guitar playing, those vocals, the rich American apple pie harmonies. It's the music, rather than the lyrics themselves, that reassure us that everything is actually going to be okay. And even in those lyrics, there is a valuable nugget in there, because it turns out that there are actually lots of us who think everyone else is certain, that everyone else knows who they are that everyone else brims with success and has a blessed life and if actually there are lots of us that feel that way maybe everyone else isn't quite living the dream we think they are
1: everyone seems so certain everyone knows who they are so sure they're going far they all got more friends than they can use except because i'm a fool i'm simple as B, as a melody and c but it don't matter themselves. They're brimming with success. Their whole life's been blessed, but it doesn't matter. Everyone's been on a holiday and some song. Well, they just got back from one. All they do is just have fun. Don't matter There are more wishes than stars. I'm not too certain about many things. I'm not too sure who
0: I am I no Harping I... brass, a whole army of strings and a voice that recalls the vocals of Stefan Merritt a.k.a. The Magnetic Fields, Jens Lechmann's snappily titled You Are The Light By Which I Travel Into This And That, is a rather wonderful, big-hearted, unashamedly romantic love song that brings a whole new imaginative lexicon to the genre. Where else will you find a song that opens with the following verse? Yeah, I got busted, so I use my one phone call to dedicate a song to you on the radio. Lekman's smooth baritone croons through the song, while all manner of orchestral instruments provide the rousing anthemic backing to this anthemic masterpiece. It should have been obvious from the get-go that this song and its creator were going to be brilliant. Jens Lekman, it turns out, is Swedish, and as we all know from episode 20 of this podcast series, some of the best things in life come from Sweden.
3: Yeah, I got busted. So I used my one phone call to dedicate a song to you on the radio. Yeah, I got busted. Custody. I imagined our melody being played on a grand piano I saw your face in front of me It was perfect clarity I saw a light in the end of the tunnel And it was you Cause you had a light by which I traveled into you are a life, you are the life by which I travel into December Yeah I got busted I painted a dirty word on your old man's Mercedes Benz Cause you told me to do it
0: Ron Sexsmith has lurked on the periphery of my musical attention for as long as I can remember. I've got a vague recollection that one of his songs appears on an acoustic compilation album I got many, many years ago. And every time his name has cropped up, I've made a short-lived promise to myself that I should investigate his catalogue more deeply. Secret Heart from his eponymous 1995 album may well be the prompt, that nudges me into taking more assertive action and checking out more stuff by the Canadian singer-songwriter with the improbable name. The song is absolutely heartbreakingly goosebumpingly gorgeous it is as simple as that. A Spartan backing which features the most delicate of guitars, the slices of brushed drums and what I'm going to go out on a limb on and identify as a vibraphone Sexsmith sings the most open-hearted, utterly vulnerable confessional song about falling in and being in love. This very secret you're trying to conceal is the very same one you're dying to reveal. Go tell her how you feel. We've all been there. Hey, maybe you're there right now. And if you are, luckily enough, you've got Mr. Sexsmith now to show you the way.
4: Secret heart What are you Made of What are you So afraid of Could it be Three simple words All the fear of Being overheard What's wrong Lettering heart Secret heart Why so mysterious Why so sacred Why so serious Maybe you're Just acting tough Maybe you're just Set her in on your secret heart. This fair-
0: we've now clearly established on these podcasts that I do like me a bit of experimental electronic ambient noise from time to time. So I was rather delighted to discover the other day, courtesy of Nimone on Six Music, a tune masquerading under the name of Gazelle by Cinemis, who describes herself as a London-based circassian Turkish electronica producer from Istanbul. There is so much to love about this tune, there's a grim broodiness to it that simultaneously recalls the melancholia of rival Consoles' album Overflow and the post-apocalyptic Cinescape of Vangelis' Blade Runner score. But that is only the start. Over the crackly electronica, there are mesmerising flute sounds and shimmering noises that might easily just be someone moving large sheets of metal into a nearby warehouse. There are distorted human vocals, ah and beneath it all, that thrumming, vibrating bass line, keeping everything feeling suitably unsettled and on edge, but in a weirdly chilled out kind of a way. Once upon a time, there was an Anglo-American band called Dylantrees. They very clearly wore their appreciation and undying love for Bell and Sebastian on their sleeves. By no means did this make them absolutely Stuart Murdoch and co-copyists, but it was clear that Trees were keen to explore the same sound palette as the boys and girls with the arrow strap. All whimsical, mellifluous sounds, soft vocals, close harmonies and an array of acoustic instruments. Molly, from their Three Times of the Day EP, is one of those TARDIS-like tunes that seems so much longer than it actually is. It may extend for more than 60 seconds over the typically prescribed three and a half minutes for a standard pop song, but the various miniature movements within the song make it feel so much bigger than it is. With it come hints of the Beach Boys with those echoing drum beats, David Bowie, The Kinks, and white album era beatles well paul mccartney to be specific starting with a slow paced jerky stop-start acoustic guitar introduction it moves into a gorgeous male and female duet a homage to an actress in the 1970s it expands and contracts as it moves along big sounds small sounds there's thick brass bombast and stodgy guitar chords in the loud bits Tender, distilled strumming and gorgeous ooing and ah in the quieter moments. And on top of that, there's a spectacularly slurred solo from a trombone that sounds like it shouldn't be allowed behind a steering wheel anytime soon. Lyrically, the song is an absolute verbal delight, all wordplay and creative spinning on English idioms. That evocative opening line, for example, I was a child in the sense i was mild-mannered and no piano to play my heartache away it is quite frankly a model of linguistic dexterity up there with the best of ray davies finest perhaps even poets like ee cummings as well it's a fantastically evocative song a coming of age portrait of suburban boredom dreams of hollywood glamour and the rather devastating realization that your idols are not the gods and goddesses they appear to be. All told, it's rather spectacular. And it goes rather a lot like this
4: I was a child, in the sense I was mild, mannered weak at the knees, I was a quiet one, no piano to play, my heart take away. Take my
1: heartache away, take my heart out I grew up when I saw
0: you enjoyed them let me know what you thought by responding to the post for this episode on instagram just look for songs in the key of and don't forget to head over to the spotify playlist for this episode where you can hear all the songs in full i'm always on the lookout for new songs to listen to enjoy and talk about so if you're a singer songwriter band member or just a good old-fashioned music fan please do drop me a line with your recommendations of things to listen to and to share. I'll be back soon or later with songs in the key of something or other else sometime soon. In the meantime, have a marvelous few days and nights till we meet again.